I did, in fact, prepare for this lesson. So, and it was probably approximately a solid few hours. So, no, I don't have a fever. I, I wouldn't be here if I did. Um, I didn't, no, I did not get help. Well, yeah, no, yes, I did get help. I did get help from the Lord. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. Okay, I have this ring. All right. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pass it around. I want you guys to take a little look at it, okay? Just look at it and then pass it on. Okay. No, no, no. So this is actually um, uh, Pastor Josh's ring. And here's the thing. If I don't get it back, um, you don't have to deal with me because I don't care. Uh, but you have to deal with Macy because she cares a lot because, you know, it's her husband's ring. So, so just make sure this gets back to me when it gets, Jonah, you know, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with Andrew, and then I'm going to watch you hand it to someone else because I don't trust you. <laughs> so take a look at it. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, just take a look at the ring. Where, where are you? What are you? What are you? Um, hey, Andrew. I actually need that to go around because it's part of the lesson. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so just take a look at it and then just pass it on, okay? That's all you need to do, okay? So, talking about Jesus today, you know, um, we're at church, so that's a given. <laughs> um, so, if you guys have Bibles, B-I-B-L-E-S, okay? Yeah, yeah, if you have Bibles, uh, that's awesome. If not, we have a Sky Bible, Okay. Um, no, just pass it around. Okay. Shh, shh. Hey, can you guys come like over here? It's, it's free real estate. Thank you. Okay. So, all right. We're in Mark 5, okay? Obviously, as you can see, 25 through 28 is what's up there now, but that's not where we're stopping because the Bible is good. Uh, it's being passed around. Yeah. Okay, so... It says, and there was a woman who had had, had had, had had, who had had, had had, had a discharge of blood for 12 years, and who had had suffered much under many physicians, and had had spent all that she had had. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. And was no better, but rather grew worse. So she was sick, right? Okay, she, she is sickly, all right? And she wasn't getting better, she was getting worse, okay? She had heard, had, had, had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, his clothes, I will be made well. And immediately... The flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. Is that it? That's it, I think. No, no, one more, one more. Yes. But the woman, knowing what had, ha what had, 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 had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him. 
and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Let's pray real quick. You want to bow your eyes, close your heads. Um, Dear Lord, thank you so much um, just for this amazing day, for this amazing um, uh, week. And, And if we haven't had an amazing week, God, thank you so much that you're here with us. Um, no matter what, through it. And uh, we pray that tonight, God, um, you'll be able to speak through me. You'll be able to um, give, give everyone here the, the ears to listen to what you have to bring, what you have to say, and that we can just grow closer in relationship to you and just fall more and more in love with who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So I'm trying to fig- I was trying to figure out a, little, a few minutes ago how I wanted to kind of get this, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a story, okay? Is it a good story? It starts bad and ends good. Is this a never-ending story? That's a good story, but it's not, no. Okay. It, it does. Okay. So listen, I have a brother. In fact, in fact, I have multiple brothers. But specifically, we're talking about one brother, okay? My brother's name is Nathan. If you have met Nathan... You know that Nathan is just a pure specimen of a man, okay? He is just, he is a unit of a being, okay? So, Nathan is amazing, okay? I love him very much. Um, We, we, we are very close. Not in a weird way, so stop thinking that, okay? We're just very close, okay? Thank you so much. Okay, so, Nathan, Nathan is... If you don't know this, he is six foot tall. If we can get the picture of Nathan now, not the previous one. Um, so, so this is Nathan, okay? He is amazing, okay? He is six foot tall, okay? And, and, and here's the thing. My, Joe, my other brother, will say, no, he's 5'11". No, he's six foot. So, yeah, he is six foot tall. Jonah, how tall are you? Where are you? Huh? Okay, yeah, so he's about as tall as Jonah, maybe a little taller. So here, let me tell you a story about Nathan. Um, when Nathan was born, so regular pregnancy will go about 36, I think it is, weeks, 36, 38 weeks, somewhere around there, okay, nine months, right? Um, Nathan was born at 26 weeks. So what that means is he was very, very premature. Um, when Nathan was born, the six-foot-tall man now, he was 11 inches. He was one pound, I believe it is six ounces. This ring, that was, that was Nathan. This ring that you guys all looked at was able to fit around his wrist with room to spare all the way up his arm because he was that small. My brother Nathan was in an incubator for three months Okay, he was in an incubator for three months, and against every odd, every doctor and every person that saw him said that he should not be alive. He should not live. Um, there was a 70% chance when he was born, 70% chance that he would die. And any other baby that they had encountered that was born like him had died. And this is where I'm going with this because we go from having 11 inches, that's, that's, you know, an inch smaller than your school ruler. He was one pound, 
six ounces. That's nothing. I mean, that, that's literally nothing. That's like, uh, that's like picking up your shoe. And I think your shoe weighs more. Okay? So, so he was that small, and he should not have lived. But he did. And I was talking to my mom about it earlier because I was telling her about how, you know, they, I, I was using him as part of my lesson, and she was telling me, well, this is the, the, some of the details about what, what, was, what was going on is he had, he had multiple teams of people working to try and keep him alive. The team for the incubators to keep him alive, that's one whole team. There was the team for my mom after she had given birth. That's one whole team. And, and what's crazy as well is during all of this, at the time, my previous stepfather was not even there. Her husband, my mom's husband at the time, was not even there. For three months, my mom drove back and forth to Phoenix from here to see her child in an incubator. And even then, for almost three months after she gave birth to him, she, could, she couldn't even suck him. She had to look through a window. And when I asked my mom, how did that make you feel? How, what, what was going through your mind when that happened? You were, obviously, it would be, I mean, excruciating. It would be the worst. And she said, actually, no. Because during this whole time that this was all going on, she said, for some reason, I can't tell you why, but she had an overwhelming sense of peace. And she knew that everything was going to be okay. And so then now years later, we have Nathan, who is graduating high school tomorrow. He's, you know, six foot now, go from 11 inches to that. I'm, it's insane. And he's one of my smartest siblings. He, he has an ability to draw like no other person I've ever met in my entire life. It's mind-blowing. And, and, and what's crazy is through all this, through, through the 70% chance of him not living, Jesus healed my brother. And Jesus came, and he gave my mom a sense of peace when she wasn't even allowed to touch her baby. But he gave her a sense of peace in helping her know that it's going to be okay. And this, this leads me into my story because we're talking about Jesus healing and how Jesus heals us. And so we have this story of this woman in Mark, okay? And, and Jesus, he's, he's going through and he's famous, all right? He's big. He's, he's, he's a big deal right now. I, I, I can imagine, okay, if he were like here today and, you know, we had everything that we had and he were here today, I think he would be like, Charlie D'Amelio kind of famous, you know what I mean? Like, he'd be up there, right? So, he'd be big, right? So, people were just gathering around him, just trying to, trying to be around Jesus, talk to Jesus, touch Jesus, be around Jesus, and everything. And this woman comes up to him and admits everyone touching and talking and everything to Jesus. She's just one more person that touches him. But there was a mindset that this woman had that I believe in Jesus so much that if I can even touch his clothes, I can be healed. And in that moment, Jesus felt that power leave, and he turned, and he's like, who touched me? And it's almost that, it's almost that kind of feeling, I would imagine, that when you kind of you do something that you think is okay, but then someone comes up to you and be like, hey, did you do this? And you're like, uh, no. You know, it'd be like, there's times, I promise, there's times where my mom would be like, hey, you can have some Oreos. I'd eat Oreos. And then she'd go over and be like, who ate my Oreos? And I'm like, what? <laughs> it wasn't me. 
You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. It's almost like, like, I figure this is fine because everyone else is touching Jesus, right, and everything. But, you know, then she's like, hey, who touched me? And she's like, whoa, hold up, right? But the woman fell on the floor, and she told him. She told him. She told him. Oh, my gosh. She told him. She straight done did it told him, okay? <laughs> yeah, she told him that she had 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 an ad. Um, a disease. No, but she, she had told him everything that happened. She had told him the truth of why, of when she touched him and everything. And what's crazy is I think about it, Jesus had this power to give, and I would imagine that Jesus also had this power to take. Because in every sense, Jesus could have looked at her and been like, that was inappropriate. This is not okay. You can't just expect that. This is not right. Because I think that, that that's what we assume in today. Like something, someone does something and it's like, whoa, 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 you can't just expect that from me. You can't just expect me to do this for you. You know, you just, that's what you, that's what you want. And so that's just what I have to do. But instead, Jesus looked at her and he said, wow, your faith is amazing. And, and he could have at that moment, he could have taken that healing back, I feel like. I really think he could have taken that back, and he could have, he could have made her sick again. And I see that with my brother. I could, have had not a, I could have had one less brother. And there was a 70% chance that I had one less brother. But in that moment, Jesus knew that there was a plan, that he had a plan that he was setting forth. So, so the first point that I want to get is that Jesus heals. And, and he does it willingly. He wants to heal you, and so he will heal you. You have to just be there. You have to believe, okay? My second point that I want to hit, if we can throw that up, is that Jesus knows us. We have this story where she touches him, and in that moment, Jesus, Jesus turns, and he, I got to imagine, he knows exactly who did it. He knows exactly the woman that touched him. But he still asks, who touched me? Who did this? Because he allows her the opportunity to continue having her faith and to talk to him and to build a relationship with him in a moment that she was vulnerable, she was scared, and she didn't know what to do. He knew full well that she touched him. He looked at me and he, he knows he's Jesus. But he still asked her, who did that? Because he wanted to build that relationship, that faith, and that love for people. And I think for us, for my brother, for us, Jesus knows us. He knows when we ask for healing. He knows when we ask for forgiveness. He knows when we ask for anything. He knows us. He knows each and every single one of us individually because Jesus was probably standing there and, know, and knew every single person that touched him in that moment. And I can imagine in that moment he... Want, probably wanted to build love and relationship with every single person in that crowd. He desired that. That's who Jesus was. And, and I, gotta, I know that, and I think we should know that that's still what Jesus desires. He still desires to know and heal every single person here. He wants to know you and he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to build a love with you. That's what he wants. And so that then leads me to my, to my third point of, um, let me see, got it right here. So my phone thing went down. Okay, Jesus wants the best for us. And sometimes I, I actually think 
as simple as this is, and as sometimes we can, we can say, yeah, I know, I know God wants the best for me. I know Jesus wants the best for me. But sometimes we almost forget it. Like we know it, but we forget that it's actually true. So many times we, we do something or something happens and, and we're like, how, how in the world could this be going on? And, and I got to imagine my mom in that situation. It, it, I know if I were in that situation, one of the most terrifying things is that I'm, Larkin might have a miscarriage one day. That's the one, most terrifying thing to me is that I'll have a child that I never actually get to meet. And I can't imagine what my mom was going through of having this baby that, yeah, she got to see through a glass through glass, but she never really got to meet her baby until three months later. And I got to imagine her, I, I, like if I were in that situation, I'd be like, how could this be happening? It would, it would destroy, honestly, I think it would destroy a lot, of, a lot of faith that I have. And I'd have to relearn and rebuild that faith because I'd have to remember that God wants the best for us and that things happen, but God is still there and still pushing forward with what he wants for us, which is only stuff that we're going to love and we're going we're gonna to thrive in. And, and, and so, you know, I, I, one, of, one of the verses that, that my mom has, has held on to and that I think is so important to hold on to, and, and one that I've even hold, held on to, was Jeremiah 29, 11, And we don't have a, have a screen for it, and that's totally fine. Um, but Jeremiah 29, 11, let me pull it up real quick. I, I know it, but it's easier to read it because that way I make sure I don't get anything wrong. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And, and I think that really sticks because in a time where things are hard, where you don't know what, what's going on, you don't know where you're going, you don't know what's happening, and you're just like, well, how am I just even going to get through this day, let alone this week or this year or, or, you know, anything? We have to remember that God has a plan that he knows for us. And he's not going to force that plan onto us. He's not going to make us choose that plan. But I know from experience that anytime we do choose that plan, there's so much more than we could have ever imagined. There's so much more. It's like, I never even knew that this, was, this is possible for me. There's things where, you know, in, 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 in some ways in, in my life, I've wanted to do one thing, and I'm like, this is, this is great. I love this. And then it's like, no, 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 this isn't the plan. You need to shift it. You need to, you need to change it. And, and I'm like, okay, let, let, I'll try, but, you know, I don't think I'm going to like this very much. And then I end up going, wow, this is amazing. This is dope, right? You know? And so it's just times like that. It's things like that where God knows exactly what is best for us. And all he wants is for us to say, hey, just give that to me. I'll follow. I'll do what you say. Just give that to me. And what's amazing is my brother now, he went from, he, he's gone from supposed to being, he was supposed to be dead. He was supposed to not be alive. To now he's gone to, he wants to be a pastor. And he wants to, to go to Bible college. He's, he's graduating, with, which is just amazing. I mean, and you guys got to understand too, this is the same brother that me and Nathan, for the longest time, hated each other. 
We didn't get along. Nathan, at one time, liked to liked negative at attention, and I liked giving it. And we fought all the time. We were, we were in fistfights all the time because we just did not get along. And it wasn't, it wasn't until I fully comprehended that the brother that I couldn't stand could have never been my brother that I understood maybe I should love this person, maybe I should love my brother, and, and maybe I should do anything I can to help him succeed. And that, I think, is the mentality that God has for us, is that the, I love the people I have created, and I will do everything I can to help them, them succeed. Because I have to remember, even when my brother was still in the womb and he was still being created, he was being created by God. When he was birthed, he was still being created by God. And every single day, we are still being created by God. And, and I think that's so important to remember that we still have so much more growth and, and that that plan that God has for us is just purely amazing. So I want to pray again, then we're going to end it. I don't know if I'm on time or if I'm early. I have no idea. I, I'm supposed to have a paper. I don't. So it's lit. All right? So close your heads and bow your eyes. I probably should have told them to come up. I'm sorry about that. But it's fine. Dear Lord, thank you so much. Um, just, just for, for being able to, to speak to us and, and in, in so many different ways. And, and for just your ability to, um, to, to heal and, and to love. And, and, and God, as much as, as much as I think we wish that we could understand the fact that you love us so much, and we can't, I think it's just amazing that you do, God, and, and we thank you for that. And um, I, I honestly, I thank you so much, God, that we get to spend this time with you and that in every day you can still remind us the, of the amazing things you have for us and the love that you have for us, God. And, and, and lastly, um, while we're on the topic of healing, God, I pray that if anyone here has something, illness, struggle, anything that they're going through that needs any form of healing, God, I pray that you can place your hands upon them. I pray that you can be, you can be Jesus and you can, you can heal them. I pray that you can give them the faith to trust that you will heal them, God. In Jesus' name, amen.